what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. Yo, this is my Mike Dorit. Hi, this is Tom Thelma. This is Veggie. This is the Asian sensation Kanji. This is the Nightmare Fuel Hustle Malone. This is Joe Rage, the heavyweight classic. This is Mad Dog, O'Dockery. This is Tonga. I'm the Breaker, Kyle Kingsley. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... You're listening to... Broken but Glorious. Broken but Glorious. To Broken but Glorious podcast. Because like me, you are head to toe a pro. Hello and welcome to Broken but Glorious on bbgwrestling.com. I'm Chris Laffman. I'm delighted to be joined on the line by the asset... Stephen Cross, how you doing, Stephen? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me on. I've uh, been listening to your shows for quite a while, so oh, thank you. Pleasure's all mine to finally be on. Yeah, well, yeah, seems like, yeah, seems a while, a while ago. I asked you to come on. <laughs> just, yeah, I took um, <laughs> I took about six weeks off just for work, so I just haven't been able to do you know, my second interview back. So. All right, okay. <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> so, uh, apologies to listeners of the. I, I'm quite sniffy. It's um, the weather in England at the moment is either boiling hot or raining or, or hailing. So the the hay fever's just about. So, <laughs> despite despite my efforts with tablets, I'm still very sniffly. But <laughs> yeah, so huge thanks for joining us this evening. How you been surviving lockdowns? Um, yeah, not too bad. Uh, same as everybody, I suppose. Um, I've missed, obviously. It's great that things are starting to get back to somewhat normality anyway. Yes. Uh, whilst we were in lockdown, I missed going to the gym badly. Missed wrestling, especially, obviously. Um, missed going to watch the football. Missed pubs, all the obvious things, really. So I'm just uh, glad everything's getting closer to normal. Yeah, we went out. Yeah, we went out. We went to Weatherspoons to have a breakfast this morning, first time in. Well over a year, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so We've just that. Last two weeks yeah. outside pubs, either being rained on or if it yeah. is. <laughs> no, um, when's it the Europa Finals? The first Europa Le- Europa League is it? Yeah, Europa League final next week. The first time I'm going to go for a pint since right, yeah. September. I want to say I went for a, went out for a pint for my birthday in September, and I think that was the last time I went out for a pint. Wow. <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I've, had, I've had drinks, but I've, I don't yeah, think I've actually yeah. been to a pub and had a pint since September. <laughs> so. Does that mean you're a United fan if you're going to watch that game? Or Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah same. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good start. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, I've noticed you've become like a semi regular guest on a podcast with Thomas Brace. Bryce, sorry. So, yeah, so, I have. Um, yeah. He did an interview with me uh, about a month ago, I think it was now, mm. and yeah, asked me if I'd come on every so often to uh, discuss recent happenings in the world of wrestling, really. So we discussed like the Rich Swan kenny Omega title match and um, yes. WrestleMania backlash predictions for that last week, and then I think this week we'll be discussing both the fallout of that and uh, the UFC uh, main event from the week just gone as well. So yeah, cool. he has me back mainly on a weekly basis, which is oh, it's great. I really enjoy it. Yeah, is this podcast or something you're looking to get into before before the lockdown, or is it just something that's just um, it wasn't out? to be honest. It's always something I've I've wanted to to try and wanted to be interviewed and everything, but mm. it's just the opportunities never really come up until uh, yourself and then Thomas got in touch with me. So yeah, it's just all happened quite quickly, really. Oh, cool. <laughs> so how have you how have you found watching wrestling during like the well, the, it's been like coined the no fans era so. I'll be honest I barely have um, no. I 
I've watched I've watched like the the main pay-per-views like I think SummerSlam after last year's uh WrestleMania at the Performance Center I don't think I watched anything again until SummerSlam yeah uh, and then I think it's saw Survivor Series, seen the Royal Rumble, uh, watched the two nights of WrestleMania. Been picking and choosing, really. If I've seen something like on social media that's piqued me interest or whatever, then I've thought, oh, I'll give that a watch, like the recent Cesaro um, main event run. Uh, yes. One thing I would say stood out is everything to do with Roman Reigns. I've loved, I've watched all this stuff. But that, that's pretty much it. Yeah, it, t- it took them a while to... It took- or at least WWE it took till probably SummerSlam for them to figure out how to do a no fans product. So, Definitely. So they, they, they did a good train SummerSlam and Survivor Series. They had a good run of pay per views, which were quite quite good. <laughs> so, yeah. So who was your favorite wrestler growing up? Growing up, um, well, when I when I was a kid, it was always uh, Hulk Hogan. I grew up on mm. Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I was absolutely obsessed with him. Um, we had a video store up the road from our house. I mean, my brother were always renting the old WWF VHSs. Yes, same. Um, yeah, and then we had all the figures. Uh, I remember, short story, I remember um, we had our collection of the old uh, WWF figures. And then one day, I remember my mum said she'd buy us a new one. And uh, we went to a store down the road called Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. And my brother didn't come with us. And he was a big Ultimate Warrior fan. So he gave me this list of figures I should buy. And then I came back with like a third Hulk Hogan figure instead. And he was <laughs> So I was always obsessed with Hulk Hogan. And as I got a bit older, I became a massive Bret Hart fan. Yes. Uh, and to be honest, I think he's my number one of all time. And mm. then as I got older and older, actually was the more I appreciated how good he was and appreciated all his work. And then like everybody else, as soon as I was in my teen years, because we didn't have Sky TV, so I fell out of the product for a couple of years, and then yeah, same. like yeah. everybody, yeah, like everybody else, I got back into it um, in the Attitude Era, and I was already a big Austin fan from a few years before. But then, obviously, when Austin took off the way he did, I was a huge, huge Austin fan. Yeah, I, I missed the Attitude Era. I, I kind of just turned like seventeen-ish when it started. And wrestling wasn't cool. Yeah. <laughs> but it still wasn't. It still wasn't cool. So, yeah. so I can't. Yeah, um, I'd watch it. I'd occasionally watch the catch up on a Sunday morning, hungover or something. Uh, but I didn't keep up the product. Went back and retrospectively watched it all. But at the time, yeah, I missed. I probably stopped watching about ninety seven ish, and didn't get back properly watching it regularly to about two thousand eleven. So it was, it was a big gap. Oh, wow. So yeah. Yeah, uh, so. yeah, it was around the end of 97 that I stopped watching it. Whether it coincided with Bret Hart against WCW, I mm. can't remember, but I didn't see any of 1998, and I think I started bits of 99, um, yeah. and then that's when I went back and retrospectively watched all Austin stuff, but I actually missed it all myself. It was 2000, mainly. I got back into it because of the first SmackDown game on the the original PlayStation. Oh, yeah, I, I, I still got all the games, yeah. I got the games yeah, every year. So still because, played them yeah, because my brother so. borrowed that. Um, mm. That's what actually made me think, oh, this is quite cool. I'm going to watch this again. Yeah, I, I, have, I did dip in. Like, I did dip in, like, 2001 because I heard WCW and ECW were invaded and I thought, that sounds pretty cool. So I ordered the yeah, yeah, Invasion yeah. pay-per-view and then pretty much watched all of 2001. And then I moved out and my girl, ex-girlfriend couldn't afford Sky. Stopped watching it for a couple of years. Then, yeah. Um, it was in 2006 they started DCW up again. So I thought that'd be cool. So I started watching that. Yeah. But yeah. And just kind of dipped in and out. And then, yeah, it was 
my son, when he was about six, became obsessed with wrestling in 2011. Yeah, we used to watch that ever again, ever since. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so, so. Now you've got a wrestling podcast. Yes. <laughs> Hello, this is RP Davis, and you're listening to BBG Wrestling. So what prompted you to do on the sites and get in the ring yourself? Um, from when I was a kid, it was the only thing I ever wanted to do, really. Mm. Um, well, that's not entirely true, actually. The, the only other dream I had was to play football for Manchester United, but I'm crap at football, so that was never going to happen. Me. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I was the reserve goalkeeper for my my year, and I think I played 20 minutes in five years. That's because the other goalkeeper got smacked in the face and he broke his nose, and I came oh. on for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> so. 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. So, yeah, so it was the only thing I ever wanted to do, really. Um, mm. As I just mentioned, uh, watching Bret Hart was the first, first thing that made me really want to do it, especially as I got older and I used to dip back into um, older matches and the more yeah. I started to appreciate And then, again, as I've just said, when I tuned back into the product and I saw Austin at the height of his popularity, that, that was what absolutely convinced me. And then that's when I became absolutely obsessed again. Uh, I used to absolutely love shows like Tough Enough. I was just constantly back back when you couldn't find schools over here. I was just, yeah. I thought was the second I'm 18, I'm going to move to America and train to to wrestle oh, it happen, um, no. <laughs> obviously but yeah um so we always wanted to do it for most of my life to be honest with you so just got to the point where enough's enough about thinking about it go out and do it <laughs> so was bret hart you you wanted to like mold your style around when you started training yeah definitely uh likes bret hart kurt angle um yeah people like that but bret hart mainly definitely that was the guy i always wanted to mold my style around Cool. Did you have an idea of a character when you started? Or did that um, just develop over time? So. Yeah, it kind of developed. I I always knew I'd be a heel, to be honest. Yes. Um, it just, I don't know, it just felt more natural to me. I could never see myself as being a, like, a dead, like, happy baby face or anything like that. It was always felt like I'd be a heel. It just mm. feels more natural. And I thought it would fit the kind of style I wanted to work as well a lot more. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't even say it's so much of a gimmick or a character it's just trying to take like the the worst parts of your character or the mouthiest mm-hmm. gobbiest stuff <laughs> and turn the volume way up really and yeah yeah, I, that, yeah yeah i always thought that if yeah, i'd always want to be hill because i work in like with the I have to talk to the public a lot just for my job. <laughs> so I thought, yeah, I'd say you have to be nice all week. So but being able to shout to them at the weekend would, yeah, would, exactly, would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> say the kind of things that you dream of saying in real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thanks back to your first show. Do you remember much about it in hindsight? How was your first match? Was yeah. Um, did, you, did you enjoy it? Or? I, I absolutely loved it. Obviously, with I think I trained for just under two years before I got to have my debut match. Oh, wow. Um, Started at the what was the Future Shock Wrestling Academy back then, so now at the Future Shock Performance Center. Mm. Uh, but back when it was at the Future Shock Wrestling Academy, yeah, we um, had a there was a, stu- a showcase of uh, students and debutantes and everything, um, and established workers as well. And we had a show, and my debut match was against my debut match was actually against the same person that I had my first ever full match in training with as well. Oh wow, yeah, um, a guy called wildfire nate reese um he's very experienced he's been around for a while uh, he wrestled for future shock years ago um under a different name as sparks um but yeah he's very experienced really talented uh he was the ideal op- opponent for a debutant like me that had never had a match before yeah to work with and then obviously 
because of his experience, if I'd happened to have got lost in the match, I had like all the faith that he'd be able to carry me through and oh, tell me where we were all up to. But um, none of that actually happened. It went as well as I could have hoped for, to be honest, other than the fact I lost. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, so where did the like the asset moniker come from? Um, a few years ago when I was watching, I was watching The Born Identity. Um, yeah. Well, I was watching one of the three films because uh, I love them. I'd seen it for like the 15th time. And it just jumped out at me when they were going on about dispatching the asset on about the hired killers. And all of a sudden I was like, ah, yeah. and it just stuck with me ever since. I was like, right, that's, that will be my nickname. So yeah. And then I'd, I'd never mentioned it. And then we were cutting promos in uh, training one week and I just slipped it in there. And then our coach at the time was like, oh, that's, that's good. Let's, let's stick with that and go with it. So I've stuck with it ever since. Future Shock were one of the few companies who did a few shows when we were allowed ish in like september times were you part of any of them shows in any way i wasn't no i didn't because uh, of the limited spaces in the crowd we couldn't even go and watch really. oh wow yeah. um, but it was uh yeah they they did a really good job of keeping it safe and i think they like split the shows they had like an afternoon and an evening one mm. obviously like, amazing. yeah like half capacity if that mm. um but they seemed to go really well like quite there was a few obviously there was all the established people and then there was a few lads for training that debuted and everything but looked to go really well it was just a shame everything got locked down straight afterwards again yeah <laughs> yeah so like tnt announced some amazing shows and um superstar pro in liverpool some of the yeah that the, some of the cards they all put together sounded amazing then they just had to stop so we interviewed um Stu and Mike, who are going to be the commentators for Superstar, and what they all say, and it sounded like it was going to be amazing. But luckily, they're yeah, able to rebook everything. So, yeah, it looks like it's going to be great going forward. But I just can't wait for it to come back. I haven't been to a show since February. It seems weird. It went to like three shows and three weeks, and then, yeah, we just yeah, stopped. <laughs> we couldn't go anymore. So. My, my yeah, six year old still like... keeps asking, when can we go to Ireland? <laughs> His dream is to I take his friends for his birthday. I was like, I don't think they'll be doing it that quick. <laughs> so. No, that's been the thing as well, because when it looked like things were going to be okay last year and then everyone started announcing shows and everything, then there's just so much disappointment that everyone had to cancel everything to keep everybody safe. So yeah. hopefully this time it won't be a false dawn and we can actually get back to having shows because same as you, we miss them so much. Yeah, I just can't wait. <laughs> so, so what are your thoughts on like the current current British scene, opposed to when you started in the business? Um, seems there's a hell of a lot of talented people out there that nobody knows about. I think. Yes, definitely. Um, there's yeah, that you, you get. I don't understand why because the people are so good and they're established, but you seem to get quite a lot of shows where it's say it's ten, fifteen people, whatever it may be. It's like the familiar faces everybody knows about and. They're fully deserving to be on there, so it's not a complaint about that. Um, but it's just that I hope, especially after everything that happened last year with speaking out and yes, there's a lot of definitely. people that we'll never see again, gladly. Uh, hopefully that will open up more opportunities for a lot of the these talents that nobody's seen yet because mm -hmm. there's so many, so many young lads and girls that we train with that you look at them in training and you just think they're unbelievable and nobody's even seen them yet. So that's exciting to think that there's a lot of people that people have never watched that they're going to see, hopefully in the next year or two. And I think that's good for everybody, to be honest. It's good for the fans. It's good for it's good for established people to have newer people to work with. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it'll be good for everybody. But, yeah, just an influx of it just seems it's a lot more accessible 
nowadays, it seems, to get into wrestling. Definitely, um, yeah. A lot more people seem to actually do it and go for it. So I think that's why there's so much talent out there. Well, he said that the Brit rest is going to die when NXT UK started, but it kind of just it took like the main event out of the British scene. But then everyone just kind of moved up and like, made that space for new people. And yeah, I don't think it's exactly, yeah. really missed anyone. No, I, I think, as you say, people can still get to watch those people on yeah. NXT UK um, and they're fully deserving of being where they are. Uh, so that's great for them. And as you say, like, I think people were accusing WWE that, like, say, it'd kill the indie scene and kill Brit wrestling. Uh, but I don't think it has. I think it's just, like you say, it's given people an opportunity to step up to the main event. Everybody gets to move up, gives people a chance to debut. Uh, I just think it creates more opportunities. And because there is so much good talent, then I don't think it'll die anytime soon. No, definitely. Yeah, so I heard some people going, you know, that because we can't import people at the moment, it's going to die. I said, well, we've got so much talent here, we don't need to import. You know, people exactly. from Japan and the US, there's so much talent here. And I was just like, yeah. And getting to speak to all the young British guys is my like my favorite part of the week at the moment. Wednesday nights, talk to a British wrestler is my, <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah, I look forward yeah. to every week. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, given you've had, you've, um, so, guess you've, given you've had this time to invest your body, evaluate, you've probably evaluated what's kind of worked well, what hasn't worked well recently. So when we come back, are you going to make any character tweaks? Have you got a bit more of a moveset change? Or? Um, I've added some a moveset just from having like training every week that restarted mm. last year. Um, you get a lot of time to obviously train without, without worrying about a match coming up or anything like that or working on what you're going to do in the weekend's match. So yes, got to add, I've definitely got to add more Move some a move set, which a lot of that's down to. Um, we've been training in pairs for COVID uh, yes, reasons, yeah. and I've actually been training with Nate Reese, and um, similar kind of comes from a similar era to me. So, with fans of similar things, and like he, he comes in every week with like a new idea for me and says, Oh, have you thought of anything? And then chances are I'll say, Oh, yeah, I was thinking of doing this. Yeah. And then he'll say straight away, like, Oh, well, you can get into that move this way, kind of thing. So he's, uh, he's helped me a lot with adding to my own moveset. And the rest is just working on everything, improving everything you're already doing as well. Yeah, look, look, looking forward to when Brit Rest is back. Do you have like a wish list of opponents? Maybe people you haven't faced before? Um, yeah, uh, off the top of my head, uh, I definitely uh, want to rematch at some point with Nate Reese. Um, yes. Where, wherever that may take place. Uh, ideally, I'd love that to happen at Future Shock. I think we'd both love that to happen. Mm. Um, another one I would love one day to have a singles match with Troy Ryan for Disney. Uh he's a good friend of mine uh, I rate him highly yes as a worker and just the size of him and how physical he is I'd love to test myself against somebody like that there's, there's loads actually but my, my ultimate dream one down the line when or if I'm ever deserving of it would be against Joey Hayes somewhere oh wow in yeah. my opinion I think <clears throat> the number one wrestler in the country by quite quite some distance in my opinion I think people like, like Joey Hayes and Danny Hope and people like that ilk we won't yeah. know how good they were until they've retired I think it's one of them look at, we'll look back at them and see what Definitely, an influence yeah. they were on the business cause, yeah they're kind of the modern day legends but I, I don't think what we'll, 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 it's one of them you won't miss them until they're gone but they are really like, amazing they're, 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 um, Joey Hayes is going to be at Wrestle Island my local promotion I oh, play right, the right. next show, so because um, Scott Oberman called him out, so hopefully 
yeah. that's right. Yeah. I got to see I actually shared time. a dressing room with Joey Hayes on one show. Um, yeah. He wrestled one of students there. And uh, it was just great to get his insight and everything. He was so, uh, so helpful. You didn't actually have to ask him. He'd just come to you with advice. And, and then we ended up just stood there for ages, just talking wrestling and all WWF and all sorts. And oh, amazing. You tell out. Yeah, it's, uh, it's knowledge and picking his brain. It's so insightful. Yeah, have you ever been starstruck going into a dressing room yet? Uh, not yet, no. no. <laughs> um, try not to be, to be honest, if mm. if you can help it. Um, but now I've not been lucky enough to share a dressing room yet with anyone where I've gone and thought, oh my God, <laughs> that's so-and-so, I'm so nervous. So, I mean, you always see the ones that you've always watched from afar and been a fan of and everything, mm. but like, most of the time, they're just dead down to earth and normal anyway. So after a few minutes, you forget who they are and that you've watched them wrestle and you're just chatting to them like you would one of your friends. So I've never I've never got um, Starstruck interviewing a wrestler, but I had the chance to interview the YouTuber Brian Zane from Wrestling with Regrets in Manchester oh, a couple yeah. of years ago. And I was, yeah, I was so nervous talking to him because he's like this amazing <laughs> YouTuber. <laughs> like, he can, do it, he can do it full time because he's so amazing. And then the same day I got into you, Adam Pachiti from Cultaholic. The other two times I've been completely starstruck. <laughs> just, yeah, <laughs> even, yeah. Though, even though that day I interviewed like Eli Drake, who's now LA Knight and um, NXT and um, Cameron Grimes oh, yeah. when he was Trevor oh. Lee and Eddie Edwards and Joe Hendry. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got to interview all of them that day, but it was just interviewing Brian Zane was the first time I got proper... <laughs> I couldn't prepare because I didn't know he was going to be there. Just, yeah, right. Okay. He, was, he was just walking past doing nothing. I was like, oh, do you want a quick interview with me? And he was like, yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> At least with all the wrestlers, I had so I could prepare something. So, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, I got really, yeah, really starstruck. This is Synergy Super Athlete Troy Ryan, and you're listening to Broken But Glorious. All right, so if you're a promoter promoting an event, so using wrestlers you've ever worked with, trained with, wrestlers are associated to you in some way. If I give you a match type, you tell me who you're putting that match. Right, okay, yeah. Also, who would you put in your opening contest to get the crowd excited? Let's get the crowd excited. Um, as an opener, I would have hmm, Tom Thelwell. Oh, yes. Again, Kai McIntosh. Uh, they actually opened one of our shows a couple of years ago. And yeah. They're both so athletic. Like I've never seen anyone as athletic as Kai McIntosh because he's an a- a- actual gymnast yes. um, so they had your typical high flying ridiculously fast pace back and forth matches and opener and it definitely definitely gets the crowd going so I, I think I'd have those pair square off yeah Kai McIntosh is not somebody I've seen live yet but yeah he's somebody I've heard really good things about but, yeah, I think but, he only actually unfortunately had two or three matches yeah. before um, in lockdown that's the problem but he trains at the Future Shock Performance Centre so I'm sure it's no doubt we'll see him soon yeah and yeah Tom's amazing because only reason he's only he, yeah. he, he was over either just turned 18 or he, he was about to turn 18 when I interviewed him last year so I was like you're 70 <laughs> you're, you're only 17 and you're this good <laughs> I know I didn't have a clue he was that young and I, I thought he was in his him. yeah I thought he was in his early 20s so. yeah same and uh, someone said to me and I was just like I was shocked. I just thought, you're this good now. Mm. And you've already been training for how long? I just thought, you're going to be so good. If you, if, uh, just hope he sticks at it. I'm sure he will. He's yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. If he sticks at it, I think the sky's the limit for him. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, about your women's title match? Women's title match, um, 
I would have uh, people I've trained with. I would have Helena Razor against Katie Cassidy. Ooh, Helena Razor wrestles for LWF, and Katie Cassidy's wrestled for Future Shock. Yes, I think she's wrestled Lana Austin before now. Oh wow, yeah, it's not two names I'm familiar with, unfortunately. But no, I went for them just because I've yeah. trained with them for so. Yeah, oh, cool. After I have to look them up. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, hardcore extreme rules star match. Hardcore extreme rules. Um, neither are typically hardcore wrestlers, but I'll yes. go with uh, two bits. Ooh, yeah. two bits against Enan from Synergy. Ooh, yes. They're both unbelievably talented, and they're both athletic. So I think they could get some really imaginative stuff into a hardcore match. I could, I could see that. As I said, said the, the usual offense isn't doing the job, so then you have to revert to weapons, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, doing some flips yeah. onto chairs and stuff. I can see it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your tag team title match. Tag team title match. Uh, first team that's easy. It'd be um, synergy. So yes, Troy Ryan and Anderson Daniels. Um, yes, on my card, they'd be they'd be going into it as champions, and they'd probably have been dominant champions undefeated for about two years mm-hmm. and I will have them against um, this functional team of Jay McAttack John McKinney and Lachlan Sharp Ooh, um, yeah. I think they were announced to debut at Future Shock but just before the show got cancelled because of COVID um, and I've actually seen those four guys have a great match before in training and on shows so I'd go with that oh amazing <laughs> um, what about a comedy match Ooh, um, that's a tricky one. Uh, Aya Quinn against uh, CP Riley, just because CP Riley yeah. accidentally funny in real life. So, <laughs> sure, they could have a hilarious match. I, uh, yeah, Aya Quinn's hilarious. I love that following. Yeah, the following yeah. he, st- he started know, just yeah. before lockdown. He's something I need to get on again soon because he, he came on in like late 18. It's what, it's years ago he came. We said on the show we're going to do a follow up on why religious characters are always bad guys <laughs> <laughs> in wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Then you got, uh, what about an intergender match? Intergender match. Hmm. This, the, the people usually put boyfriend against girlfriend or brother against sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funnily enough, Alexis Falcon against JJ Webb just yes. jumped out at me just because they're together in real life and I thought, why not? That'd be a great match as well. Okay, with that, yeah. <laughs> That'd be really cool. But <laughs> then it's your main events. Uh, main event title match. Um, well, it's my show, so it's going to be me versus Nate Reese for yes. whatever the title is. Yeah. So, yeah, it's my show, so we can go as long as we want, yeah. wrestle as long as we want. No one telling us any time limit. These stages we'll decide of hell. When we're done. <laughs> yeah, we'll decide where we're, when we're done, and obviously I'll win. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> That's a great card. <laughs> I love it. So do you have um, any tentative dates coming up? Or in the, uh, can people see you in the near future? Oh. Um, I'm not too sure at the moment now. Uh, there's nothing confirmed. Uh, there was one, I think it was October, but now it looks like that's up in the air. So mm. there's actually nothing at all at the moment. So it's just a case of trying to stay focused, keep training and working hard and then reaching out to places that I want mm. to possibly uh, appear at. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so a lot, a lot, there seems to be a lot of new companies have popped up over lockdown. So it'd be interesting to see how long they last and stuff. Um, yeah, it's yeah, so, popping up all over. 
Wrestling of Honor is local to you. So I think they've got. I think they're doing like the, the first show is in just outside Chester. I think. I think they're going to do North Wales into like, the um, South Wirral, yeah, Chester area. I, I think they're at County Offices up the road. I, that's, mm. that's somewhere I, I've never known a wrestling show be there. And I grew up watching my dad play football there, so I'd, I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to be a part of a show there one day. That'd be brilliant. Yeah, I think I'd have. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're in talks with the promoters to come on and promote the show. When you, so yeah, it's yeah, it's one I'm hoping to go to as well because it sounds very good. And, my, yeah, my co host yeah. Lance is going to be on that show. So, yeah. Oh, right, great. Yeah. We don't get many wrestling shows in Chester at all, to be honest. No, I'm surprised. We, we, used, to get, we used to get the old um, like WWF like, rip off shows where you'd have the fake Undertaker and stuff like mm. that. We used to get the odd one of those that are like local, like a um, place called the Northgate Arena, which is basically a big swimming pool and it's. Uh, yeah got basketball courts and stuff you just get the odd show like that but on the whole we get nothing here so it's great that somewhere's coming so local to us yeah i'm surprised something like all-star or like um epw because they always tend to go to like ellsmere port and d-side they never seem to get to chester or, which is quite surprising so it must be a decent yeah somewhere decent to be in chester it's a, it's a nice city so yeah, there's a couple of places they could go to now as well mm-hmm. with a decent size, even if it was like, say, the Northgate Arena. So, um, yeah, hopefully more places will look to venture this way. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, because there's, uh, yeah, there's so, so much stuff going on in like the Merseyside area. You need to, yeah, Branch Alton's more to, to Cheshire. And, yeah, that's on the world. We've only got the Wrestle Island moment. Yeah, yeah, I love Wrestle Island. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait for it to come. Shows any rate. He always speaks so highly of it. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, I've, I think I've missed one show in four years. I think I was only because it's my mother-in-law's 60th birthday, and my girlfriend was like, "Well, we have to go for my mother's birthday." I was like, well, that's <laughs> 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 Ireland. <laughs> Doesn't she understand? You can't miss Wrestle Island. Yeah, I'm sure the kids would have preferred to go to Wrestle Island than go to Alpha Chinese <laughs> yeah, <definitely>. anyway. But... <laughs> Pete was even I was like, "Oh, I'll just give you tickets, pay me next month for sex start belts." I've got no money, so that's got my mother-in-law's sixtieth. It's kind of a big birthday. Yeah. <laughs> right, do you have um, any social media you want to promote, or any merch you want to promote before we go? Yeah. Um... My Twitter is at the asset one one six nine. On Instagram, you can find me at SparkyS three one six, which is S P A R K Y S three one six. Yeah, that's where you can find me on social media. Um, yeah, that's the only social media I've got. <laughs> yeah, I will put links to all your social media in the description below the interview. So I've really enjoyed being today. I'd love to have you on again in the future. Yeah, it's been brilliant. Thanks for having me on. I'll come back anytime, Chris. It's been a pleasure.